girls were tough And they said It makes you stronger Suffocate In my sheets I'm turning blue On the TV But I don't This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guests. This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast out here from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host... Evan Coulomb. Joshua James. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. By the way, it's funny because I looked over at Evan and like I obviously wanted to say Joshua James because that's what the <laughs> artist that you go under. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the troubadour, Joshua James. Yeah. I felt bad. I'm like, Evan, you know, sorry about that. I look right at you and... Co-host, what am I supposed to say? I mean, it, no, it's magic is what it is. <laughs> Because what you guys did today at the House of Rock was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was. a lot of fun. It's been good amazing. guitar sound, too. Thank you. A lot He's of fun. a good guitar player. So you guys came all the way here. Well, I mean, you're on tour, but you came all the way here from Utah. Mm-hmm. That's right. To grace the Troubadour tonight with your presence. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that, what an opportunity to be able to play with someone I, and I know Evan respects so much, which is Damien Girado tonight. And really excited to see Tiff him Merritt play. Tiff Merritt as well. Tiff Merritt as well. Yeah. And there's another person that I've heard really good things of, and I, for the life of me, can't recall who else is playing tonight, but I've heard very good things. So I'm just excited for the show, man. And to be in Los Angeles, it's so cold in Utah. So to get out of that for just a second. Yeah, it makes it worth the trip. It does. Well, uh, almost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Almost worth the trip. It's a long drive, man. It's a long drive. I'll tell you exactly how long it is. It's, uh, what, 12 and a half hours? No. More? Less on not with uh, the way this guy drives. Yeah, I, I, drive. I almost went a hundred most of the most of the way. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So we got here a little sooner. Well, we're thrilled that you guys are here. And uh, you know, let's let's take our for our podcast listeners and you know the Joshua James fans and everything like that, let's start from the beginning because you know, some we sometimes dive right in and we sort of lose the, the beginning story up until today. Sure. And I think it's important that we talk <clears> about, you know, where it all began and uh I think we talked a little bit about Nebraska earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Joshua, take it away, man. Um, man, a, a story about where it's it all sort of comes where, from. Yeah. Like, what, when did when did you know? When did you know this was your calling? Gosh, man, I don't Nebraska? even know if it is yet. You know, my calling. <laughs> to be honest, I just it's like it's a constant change. You know, a constant state of change. I, I suppose in life. And when I yeah, I grew up in Nebraska. Uh, I didn't really play music much. I got some piano lessons. There was a classical guitar in the house that I had um, gotten a little bit of instruction from my dad's best friend. He taught me some old Woody Guthrie songs and things like that. But I didn't really play much music growing up. And then it's when I moved to Utah. I moved out there to go to the university out there. And I bought a guitar just because I suppose when you're a college student, you want to impress both lady and man with your skills on the guitar. And so I bought a guitar, kind of taught myself a bunch of Garth Brooks tunes and started singing. Strangely enough, in my living room, I would set up, 
I'd set up, uh, somehow I rigged a mixer into my home stereo and turned it into a PA, like a literal, like a boom box into a PA. Some whiz guy down at Radio Shack kind of <laughs> taught me how to do it. Pretty much what you got out there. I yeah, pretty much did. what we were recording with right now. <laughs> oh, beautiful, so, beautiful. I mean, it was maybe a touch more advanced than what we got going here, but anyways, um, and I'd have people from the uh, the surrounding area come over and, and listen to me play these guards. It was so strange that I did this, but I had, had them listen to me uh, sing these cover cover songs. Um, and then I started writing my own tunes and it, this was in the MySpace boom generation. So I, you know, my, I put this, a couple of the songs that I recorded with a, a buddy of mine had a condenser mic and we recorded some of the songs just live into the microphone, put them up on MySpace and a guy in Los Angeles contacts me. He's like, man, I like your songs. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, cause it's, you just, you can't, you can't buy into it. So I'm just like, whatever, never write him back. He's like, call me, here's my number. I don't call him. <clears throat> writes me like three months later and he, he says really I'm, I'm interested just give me a call you have nothing to lose so I was like okay whatever man I'm dating this girl this beautiful girl and, you know I'm in nursing school I'm at the university and I call the guy and he's like listen I really like your songs I think there's potential send me more songs so I sent him like 35 songs um, that I had demoed and he's like I want to fly you out to LA it won't cost you a thing I'll pay for everything we'll make a record and see what happens and I'm not I mean it was exciting, but it was like, who? I don't know who this guy is. I, I was very skeptical, but I ended up going. I almost didn't get on the plane, to be honest. I just was like, no, I'm in nursing school. Like, what What am I doing? Like, pursuing this weird dream? Like, I, I'm not going to do it. But anyways, I got on the plane, went to L.A. Made We made this record in two weeks, and it just reacted. When we released it four months later after we recorded it, um, it just really reacted digitally on iTunes because we didn't have any we had no distribution it was just kind of we threw it up on iTunes and the iTunes gang just really liked it I mean so many so much thanks to those guys and to Bruno for doing that and I dropped like we got an agent like two months later I dropped out of college and I just started touring and playing music and now that's we kinda, talked earlier a little bit about traveling internationally uh -huh. Vegas came up and then all of a sudden Caracas came up oh, so yes. there's so many there's so many side stories yeah you know? a little side story yeah. and it, was, it was quite a few years ago yeah many years ago I worked speaking of Vegas yeah I, I moved to Vegas eight months or eight months eight years ago um, to oh this is the wildest thing to start a company that I called precious impressions and precious impressions what it was was, you know that stuff when you go to the dentist's office and you bite down, uh, alginate, is that what it's called? Or something like that, where it takes the impression of your tooth. Right. Right, when you bite down on it. So my uncle comes up with this idea, and he somehow pins it on me, of we take, we stick older people's hands in this alginate that are about to die, so they have a memento of their lover's hands, and we would we'd cast it in this, like, plaster-type stuff, and mounted on this nice wood piece. And I try to sell this stuff door to door. I start this company in Vegas thinking I'm going to make it rich. And he convinces me that it's just the greatest of ideas. Anyways, <laughs> it didn't pan out. Okay, things weren't working. So I decided to, to, there was a job fair. And Caesar's Palace was there. And they were looking for front desk employees. And there was, I mean, hundreds of people applying for this position. But I had been to Venezuela, which I lived in. For two years when I was 19, from 19 to 21, I lived there and learned Spanish. And so having that as a second language 
as a front desk employee is, you know, it's perfect. So I got the position. And they're like, okay, so you're going to be here for years, I'm assuming. Like, you, this is because people like do. Most front well, because the thing is, is at Caesar's Palace, I mean, mm-hmm. or any of those casinos, they, they pay really well. The benefits are really good. And people do it and raise families on it, you know? I was a 21 year old guy that, that, Got the job. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be here for a long time. I was there for three months. <laughs> I worked there for three months, and I'm like, I'm going home. I got to get back to my lady. So I went back to Salt Lake City, asked her to marry me. We got married. Seven years later, I'm here with you. But, yeah, the Venezuela thing, um, I was there from the time I was 19 to 21, and what an experience, man. I mean, <laughs> that place was nuts when I was there. It really was. Very spooky. I mean, I saw people... I was there when it, the the first, well, not the first, but the first that I know of, um, big uh, golpe de estado, which is, um, I don't even know what it would be called. It's kind of like an overthrow of the government where the people, Chavez basically stepped down from office and came back in. And I was in this very dangerous neighborhood when the whole thing happened. And we saw tanks come in, people pop out of the tanks, shooting civilians of the country, you know, in these neighborhoods and we, I saw people like dead in the street, many, many people dead in the street trying to make it back to our apartment. And uh, it was just a wild time. What a growing time, though. Just so it's, bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Really wild that I went through that. The, the last special I saw in Venezuela was on that show on Nat Geo called Locked Up Abroad. Mm-hmm. And I think it was called Venezuela Hustle. And it's a guy oh, that gets geez. thrown in a Venezuelan jail in, uh, in Caracas. Jeez, and man. It's the rough city. It, it, it is one of the most graphic, most crazy true stories. You know, yeah. the guy lived to tell it. Do you watch that show? Or I, I, just... I have never seen it. I I don't have television, so I don't really know many of the shows. So I, I wish I could relate, man. I've never well, seen it. But let, I'm sure, I mean, you. if, it, if you're talking about someone being thrown in prison in Caracas, I can only... For, for all of our podcast listeners only imagine, that want to break man. from music and want, like, the real, like unbelievable story that's really well told it's well produced well directed um it's on nat geo i think it's 276 uh-huh locked up abroad yeah <laughs> a little man. plug right now yeah the joshua james podcast. i'm gonna have to check it out all right so when did you two get together evan wh- what's your background um i met josh after a show um wow, in sundance uh, at sundance the film mm-hmm. festival that they have in park city utah uh, i talked to him after I saw him play at this like songwriter showcase, and how I, long ago? Oh, I was like five years maybe ago, maybe six years six ago. Six years ago, and I grew up with the guy who was playing keyboards in his band at the time. So, <clears throat> just struck up a conversation about that. Told him I really liked his performance, and then we—I don't know—I was just striking. We didn't really talk co- after no, that. I mean, just a. It was just a friendly hello, like we have a mutual friend. And uh, it was, what, two years later? Something about that. uh, This friend that I had in his band called me up or wrote an email or something and (coughs) said that their guitar player was quitting and would I be interested in trying out for the the band. And that's when we... So wild. He was living in, you were living in Spain, right? Yeah, I was teaching teaching English English in Spain. Spain. So it was naturally, yeah. naturally, right? Basically, yeah, nothing course. like the way you described Venezuela, but that's where I was, and uh, I decided to come home at Christmas to try out, to try out for the band. Not only did he come home for Christmas to try out for the band, but on his first day of coming down to try out for the band, mm. flipped his car in a snowstorm. Well, I, 
I didn't flip. It wasn't my car. A, a friend of a friend Jeez, was driving me was down. Nuts, though. And uh, my dad told me, just don't go. Just tell him you'll be at the next one. And, you know, I'd you come should've... home from Spain. And so I'm like, everything is riding on getting to this rehearsal trial in my mind. And so I said, I've just got to brave it. So I got a ride down, and it was in a, in a Zuzu Trooper, super tall, very unstable. And at one point, we just slid into another lane, and then from there off the road and flipped. And uh, the equipment I had in the back was tumbling around. Somehow, none of us were hurt, and my equipment still worked when I got down. Jeez, man. I didn't practice that, that night, but the next time... And so uh, and you made the cut. You made the cut. Yeah, no, I think because they felt so bad after that. Yeah, I was so, gonna say uh, it was it was kind of have to have yeah. them in the band <laughs> I now. Put on, I put on extra bandages. I didn't need them, but just to make them. <laughs> yeah, he had a full eye <laughs> patch. <laughs> thing going around his head. <laughs> I made it. He's got a sailing bag here. with him. He's like, yeah. don't worry, I'm fine. I'm fine. You don't man. look fine. Let me in just the band. Cue it up. Play the yeah. play the song. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. I'm, so five years ago, that was the birth. That was the true birth. Yeah, Joshua. Was it, I guess maybe four, four years, years ago, years ago. Something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and haven't looked back. Here oh, he's are, he's right? looked back many times during podcasts. Thinking, we look back, and yeah. Well, he, and I think he's looking back like, what was I thinking? Yeah, my when life I left how did Spain I end up <laughs> to join this yeah. guy. What but it's nice. I get uh, free precious impressions. So oh, every geez. every year I get you know full new, circle. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a precious impression. You like, want you need. I think a the only one I've seen is ho- it's holding a baseball. It's my now. hand. Come on, man. It was a promo. <laughs> it was a thing. I was like, listen, and you know, I thought I would. I'd pitch it to the little leagues. I mean, I approached the cities. I approached golf. Okay, so I made this one that's holding a T, and it says hole in one on a little plaque, and it's a hand. It's holding a T, and you put your your golf ball on it, that your lucky golf ball, or the one you got a hole in one. You know, right. I'm thinking this is brilliant. People are going to pay legs. for the this. It's got legs. The idea has yeah. legs. Yeah. Nobody paid for it. Nobody bought one. You didn't sell a single one. I didn't sell a single one. So Spent a lot know, of money I didn't on know that it. Part. It's, <laughs> it was my uncle, man. It was my uncle. He just convinced me it was that it was a brilliant golden idea. And he's a bright guy. He is. Mm. He's a really smart guy. Someone's going to hear it now. Well, and he pick could. It up. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody right now is going to reinvent. <laughs> I know. Precious, precious impressions. impressions. Yeah. There we go. Well, without further ado, you guys came to the house rock today. I don't know if you were wowed. I don't even know if you knew what you were getting yourself into. I actually didn't really. have any idea. But no. I'm glad this came I'm together. I'm so glad this came together. Rico's got great taste in music, and he brought me, you know, your your album just a couple of days ago. And he's like, "Listen, Josh is in town. Let's let's make this happen." And I said, "As long as he's okay going to the House of Rock." Oh man, and, I want to live uh, at the House of Rock. Yeah, anything with that kind of name, where we'll kind of have to go, <laughs> we just have to, because we have to play up the the rock side to to balance out, you yeah. know, the whispery folk side. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. The whispery and, folk side. I yeah. like that. That's right. Well, and and I will say this: having heard now the album extensively over the last forty-eight hours on a number of occasions, I've been playing it for everybody, and I'm, oh, I've, I've fallen in love with it. So I'm, I'm sad that the Lakers game is tonight, or uh, I would be, yeah. of course, there. And I hate saying that on the podcast because it just shows what a poser I am. <laughs> I always say music. Got to be honest. But they do play the heat. Got to be honest, man. They do That's play right. the heat tonight. Um, okay, so let's talk about the album. So first off, uh, for everyone tuned in who doesn't know how to find Joshua James. It's joshuajames.tv. Yeah, sure. Go there. All the links are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video will ultimately, I think you can find it via link, right? Yeah, it's it, got to be on the website somewhere. I don't deal so much with the, the online stuff, but I'm assuming that if my manager's yeah, any and sort of competent 
Normal, but he would have put the video on. So he's on. A, he's on he's, he's over there. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, dude, we gotta get that video up now. Yeah, I think he's exactly. doing it. He's on his laptop. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Doing and he now. looks very he's, frantic. Yeah, he's, he's programming, very, very focused, okay. very focused. Okay, it's up. Laser focused. Now. <laughs> now it is up. Well, I think it's a really good way to just go right into the mm-hmm. album because you guys performed Queen of the City here, mm-hmm. and the music video I watched this morning that it's I did find gnarly. on YouTube um, is absolutely fantastic, and uh, it's a total trip. It's kind of a trippy video. It's, it's a little strange, yeah, but it's yeah. like cool strange. Yeah, good. Um, so why don't we talk about where you shot that? Mm. Let's set it up and then let's let's play the song that you guys recorded here. How okay. about that? Sounds good. The video. Talk about the video. Let's talk about um, the video. Let's talk about the song where you wrote yeah. it, and well, then let's song, talk about that. Man, the that's video. such a funny song. The song is written. My wife was at at work. She was working nights. She. She's stuck with the nursing thing. We were both in nursing school together. She's stuck with the nursing thing, so she's a nurse and was working at the hospital. Uh, I believe it was her first job as an RN uh, working nights, so she'd come home at 5 in the morning. You know, she'd work all night. And so I had the nights free to myself, and I was in our front room just kind of strumming on a guitar, and I'd been having a little bit of bullet bourbon, which is one of my favorites, uh, favorite bourbons. You're talking to somebody I mean, right I now. love, I <laughs> huge love. Huge fan of bullet. yeah. And maybe I had a little bit more than I had initially, and you know, thought that I was going to. And my dogs are—I have an Australian Shepherd dog, Mini. Mini. Well, he's not super Mini, but you know, he's about yay big. Not that anybody has any idea what I'm doing with my hands, but and he's wrapped up around my feet, and I just kind of—I start strumming on these chords, and I'm like, "My love ain't nothing. She ain't nothing." Or my dog. My dog ain't nothing. He ain't nothing like my lover, because he was there with me, and she's at work, and I'm thinking. I'm with my dog, you know? And that's really where the song comes from. It's not like this, because it kind of has an intense feel on it live or, or whatever, but it's just kind of a silly song, you know? It's sort of a, a silly thing. And I think that the video, I, I was trying to portray it with that. I had thought, I, I mean, I it visualized the whole video and I wrote it down and I approached uh, a filmmaker that I know, a good buddy of mine named Matt Easton back home, told him the idea and he loved it. So we kind of went to this small town, Mapleton, in Utah, which is south of Provo. Um, And we knocked on a bunch of farmers' doors and asked if we could use their barn to film in it. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Like, go ahead and film it. So we set up lights, set up the whole scene, and did it in one night. And just, we were, I mean, all night long. We started at 9, and we left at 7 a.m. it ended up being later, but yeah. It's, so, it's super dark. For everybody is. who has not already gone to YouTube and, and plugged in uh, Joshua James and uh, Queen of the City, yeah. go now. Yeah. And it's, it's, see, it, yeah, see what you think. It plays on actually, you know, your, your, your strange TV that you're getting programmed. Yeah. Like it's totally preying on like that whole, I don't want to say vampire or zombie, but it's no, super sure. like. It is. Dark and carnival and strange. carnival. Yeah, yeah. It's got a very That's a really good way to, to put it. Vibe to it. I think we sold the song. Now, let's hope play so. It? Please, yeah, let's take a listen <laughs> to it now. From the House of Rock, we've got Joshua James performing Queen of the City. Well, if I wrote it in your letter, then it don't mean shit. I am a liar, a dirty wire. You could name my body, I'll make sick you have a savior it's your your heart of anger but my dog ain't 
Silly song with a very serious music video. Yeah, it, exactly. But this, but the music video isn't supposed to be serious either. It's supposed to be just comical almost, but not. I mean, a dark comical vibe to it. You know, it's like what I just saw. This is on my mind, but I just saw Django and how the blood scenes aren't like this super grotesque. It's like splattering all over. You know, it's kind of comical, but yet has a serious tone to it if that makes any sense does it that does. make sense what I'm saying it does yeah. and quite frankly I'm the last person on earth to see Django oh, everyone no. keeps telling me they're like it's why great. have it's you not seen film. this movie it's really good what a great film yeah we're gonna prioritize that yeah. Saturday night you're gonna need to okay in fact maybe even tonight forget the Lakers go see <laughs> Django our show. forget Don't our show either. forget the Lakers go see Django Django thank <laughs> you Quentin yeah exactly thank <laughs> you Mr. Tarantino yeah um, so that's great so and then we also highlighted another track off the album um, the album has what twelve songs? Yeah, eleven um, songs. Eleven on the songs. Album. Yeah, 
Actually, the other tune we played isn't... Uh, it was recorded during the sessions for the record, but yeah. did not make the record. So it's... And it's called Beware. It is called Beware. With an exclamation With point. With an exclamation point. Let's yeah. talk right. about that one. This, ah, that this sounds less less silly. Yeah, this song's kind of... Uh, you know, we live in Utah, which I, th- I don't think it's a secret to anybody here or listening um, that it's a very religious habitat for the majority of the residents in Utah, um, predominantly Mormon, which is how I was raised religiously. And as I've kind of tried to find my own path in spirituality and religion or whatever, or in life in general, uh, that song definitely stemmed from that. Um, I don't want to say leaving religion, but trying to find my own way, you know? And I think that oftentimes in religion, we, we, uh, expect people to think and act and do and believe like us and that song kind of lyrically I think speaks for itself in the in the sense that it just kind of says that if it if it's working for you then it's that's you know it's great for you but maybe necessarily that that direct path that you've taken isn't for me or for your neighbor or for your brother or your mother where can I find this song is it available just on, your podcast. on your podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> all right, and so then, we're breaking news here. Yeah. For all our podcast listeners, yeah. this is the first time you've heard first the time. wear unless you've mm-hmm. seen it live. Yep. That's right. Uh, and so, we don't play it live very often, so. Mm-hmm. This is special. It is just, we, we, you know, we came in, we came in, and we're expecting you to take one of every single microphone here, so oh, well, in exchange, we figured we'd give fair, you right? an exclusive track. Super fair. <laughs> Super I mean, fair. This is the way we do it. That's how Blue does it. That's the way we roll. <laughs> Um, all right, so without further ado, from the House of Rock, we've got Joshua James performing The Where. Well, I lived in that town until I was 17. When I moved to the mountains, arrows from the sea. They taught me to pray each and every day. They said if I didn't, that the devil he would take me. And so I threw my hands up and I spoke to the Lord. I said, I'm a sinner, an apocryphal poet. Seems that God wasn't near for no words did I hear. Could it be I was talking? No one. So please beware in a mysterious way. God is here. Please beware. He's your pity, your pain, he's your fear. Please remember my son. But I've taught you ain't much Now it is God who will lead you from here So my friends, I cannot deny That the Lord might exist But He ain't quite the problem To the answers we've missed Just don't base your whole life off of one bad disguise Cause you never know behind which mask he's looking And 
And if it is comfort or peace in your religion you seek And it makes you feel whole and it worked, don't you think? We could argue and scream, paint each other obscene But I've recently known it don't matter Fantastic. So let's let's get into the album. Eleven tracks, a lot of magic. A lot of magic. Uh, Richard Swift. Richard Swift. Uh, let's talk what about how you guys, uh, you know, got together with Richard. It was kind of a weird thing. Uh, we it was time to make a record. It had been almost three years since the last record had been had been made, and the other two records were, were kind of self-produced. I, I produced them for the most part, and was very controlling over. The content and the, and the production, the instruments that are played, etc. And for this one, I just really wanted to kind of explore different ideas, different producers. And um, I had just purchased Damien Girado's St. Bartlett, um, which was produced and recorded by Richard Swift. And I just thought it was genius. I thought it was so amazing. The sounds on it, um, stylistically... So I talked to my manager. I was like, I, you know, I'd really like to work with this guy, Richard Swift, possibly. I think it could be a great fit. He contacted Richard, and he he said, yeah, let's do it. So we set up a time, and me and Evan flew to Oregon and stayed in his, the back area of his studio. This is where we slept, and just made the record. I mean, it was such an amazing experience because I've never done I've never done that. I've never never made a record with an outside producer. So for me, it was a brand new experience. Very cool, and and let's talk about the title. Oh, there's so much in all of these I know. questions. I was reading man. about this, and so I, for us, I it's mean, a weird. It's fans, it, and it's, it sounds it sounds like bullshit. Like what when I say how it all how Willamette Mountain or Willamette Valley Willamette Mountain um, fits all together. It's kind of strange, but I I I bought a, a home in a smaller city south of. Salt Lake City named American Fork and we had some land we have about three quarters of an acre and when we moved out there the house needed a lot of work the yard was just in the weed upheaval you know had the it had our yard in its in its grasp and and there was a lot of work to do with it and I, I I got into this thing where I was thinking I'm gonna turn this into my own little like realm my own little world my own neverland and 
I want to give it a name. And I don't know if I had read it in a magazine. I really do not recall. Some interview said that I, I saw it in a dream, which is not true. So I'm not going to say that it was because it wasn't. I don't know where it came from. But I was like, I'm going to name it Willamette Mountain. So I named it Willamette Mountain. I have a sign up, this and that. I, I, con- I actually con- contacted the city to see if I could change my address so that it wasn't American Fork, Utah. It was Willamette Mountain, Utah. Little did I know there's a Willamette Valley in Oregon. I really did not know this. Anyways, three years later, I go to record this album with Richard Swift. And we're recording a track on the album called Willamette Mountain. And I start singing the, 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 the tune, and it has that name in it. And Richard's like, oh, it's... He pushes the talk back. Uh, it's Willamette Mountain. I'm like, no, it's, it's Willamette Mountain. And he's like, no, it's Willamette Mountain. It's pronounced Willamette. I'm like... I don't know what this guy's talking about, dude. I don't know what he... So anyways, he explains to me that we're in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. And so it was kind of a... It's just a very strange thing. We go there and we record it in Willamette, Willamette Valley. And it just felt too perfect to not name it from the top of Willamette Mountain. You know? It just... It has that track in it. And it's just... I don't know. Yeah, you got to roll with it. Yeah. You got to roll the, with it. Yeah. It, it, was, a, a it, it was a magical... It, it's... This album, I mean, it has a lot of personal attachments to it and all the songs are written at Willamette, Willamette Mountain which is my home and if you can't and officially name your home that then you can name your al- album that that's right yeah they can't do anything about yeah, it yeah they so. can't do anything yeah. about it that's right you had to use the name yeah. somewhere yeah and there is a story within the album I mean that having listened through the entire album it's it's cool it's like a little voyage yeah little vignettes that all are pieced together it's yeah. cool yeah yeah Especially the fact that you've got some silly stuff on there now. Queen sure. of the City, I did yeah. not know it was really... It's kind of silly, right? The it, it is That's silly. It's fun. Especially when you watch the music Music video, doesn't have to be taking... so serious all the time. Yeah. I saw know? an email, too, uh, from Joshua's manager, and um, oh, yes. this was, you know, pretty far along. I think the album was done. And it we, was done. And we were doing uh, lyrics, right? Isn't that, that where right? it came from? Or something about the music video, I can't remember, and he it was the first time he'd actually seen the lyrics written down. And he thought the lyric was, my God ain't nothing okay. like my lover, but rather my than dog. dog. And uh, he was he was quite alarmed and I think even suggested changing yeah, it. Yeah, suggested changing, going back and overdubbing a different lyric. He's like, I don't think that's going to fly, man. I don't know what people are going to think when you say, my dog ain't nothing like my lover. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. It's great. So, But I think the, the lyrics kind of you know, evolved from there the rest of the song. Gets into some other things, so I, I do whatever it means to you. Yeah, and I I don't even think I was listening to the lyrics. I was yeah. so into the tune. I mean, it's a very short is, word. It goes by very quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Well, fantastic. So go to iTunes right now. Download the album. It's eleven tracks. It's magic. And and Joshua's going to be coming to a town near you. You, mm-hmm. you have a big year. Yeah, we, fact, yeah, we have a big tour coming. You up. guys are going to be at South by. We will be. Yes. So so will I. We oh, should awesome, we should have man. a conversation about that. Yes, we need to. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll we'll take that offline. Yeah. Um, all right. So from the album, uh, let's highlight the first track. It's called Surrender. We're gonna play it from you. It is off. Uh, I'm gonna of course mispronounce Willamette or yeah. how do you Willamette. Or pronounce Willamette it? Mountain, man. That's Willamette right. Mountain. All right. So <laughs> don't say that to people. <laughs> the top in Oregon, of Willamette though. Mountain. Yeah. Uh, you have the track Surrender. Here you have it. Sheets, I'm turning blue on the 
But I don't believe in much No, I don't believe in much No, I don't believe in much Sitting still Let's get like a one-liner on where you wrote that one and what's it about. Surrender. Um, I'm more interested in where you wrote that one. Um, I wrote that tune inside Willamette Mountain in my home in Utah. Beautiful. Was it anything to do with the conversation you had with your wife? And Surrender? You sort of surrendered to no, it? No, no. <laughs> it's about, I don't know. It, I mean, it's about uh, multiple different things, but a lot of it is m- the relationship between me and my parents and and just everyday struggle with existence and being a human and how difficult that can be sometimes, I suppose. Fantastic. Yeah. I always, when I see, you know, obviously a a name like Surrender, I sure perks my curiosity. Yeah, you think sex. Well, yeah, that obviously. (laughs) Right, right, of course. I do too, as you should. Um, All right, and the next track, I think we decided on uh, Holly Halle. We're going to leave that one to Evan. He chose that one when I was in the bathroom. Evan, that's all you, man. (laughs) 
right. Well, I wasn't around uh, when you wrote that, but he wrote it with one of our good friends, uh, Kyle Henderson from the band Desert Noises, in one of their writing sessions. And uh, the demo was very, it's like finger-picked acoustic, which is actually in the song, just kind of underneath everything. But I thought um, this track really demonstrates the magic of Richard Swift because he took what it, you know, the form it was in, and he didn't even have Joshua uh, re-perform it with, with this new style that he had in mind. He just sat down at the drums and started playing this beat. Um, and we were just, I think our jaws just hit the floor. It was just so, different. so different and so cool. Immediately, your whole perception of the song just changes and and uh that one was probably the the biggest surprise yeah. uh production wise and in a very good way i think yeah. uh, ended up being this kind of new wave you know driving bass just very different from anything on the album but it i think still fits really well beautiful all right so from the album from the top of willamette mountain here we have the track holly Halle. Everybody here is climbing in around the bedroom walls held up too high. My mind is made of more than sex and skin out and I
I mean, I can tell you right now, there's a, there's a lot of magic happening just with playing the music here at the House of Rock and knowing you guys are going to go play a show tonight. And it really rounds out the album, getting sort of a, an understanding and wrapping your head around like the foundation for the yeah. tracks. Yeah, and, for sure. And of course, what Richard was able to do with it. Yeah. Nice collaboration. The magic man. The magic man. So this is the third part of the podcast. I love uh, it sort of rounds things out for you guys, too, as musicians and songwriters and performers. Um, I've asked you to pick any track um, by any artist that has an associated story. And uh, since, Evan, you're to my left, you begin. All right. Uh, well, I picked the track Nowhere Man by the Beatles. Um, for me, I guess the story would just be... Um, Mainly the guitar solo in the song. I mean, it's an incredible song, uh, but I I mainly just play guitar with other songwriters. So from my perspective, um, the guitar playing on it just kind of exemplifies what I love about what I get to do. Um, the guitar solo for for people that play guitar, I think they can they can hear this, but it it captures all that I think a guitar player should go for. The tone is incredible. Um, it's not just like, okay, solo, and he starts shredding. Uh, it, it is very complimentary to the melody of the, the song and the vocal and um, doesn't go on and on. It's just it works as a part of the song like a verse does. So that's what. Brilliant. That's why I picked it. All right. So without further ado, we have the Beatles performing Nowhere Man. He's a real nowhere man. Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to Isn't he a bit like you? Right, no pressure, Josh. That's a tough story to yeah, follow. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and that's so unfair for him to come in and like do that because it was a perfect answer. You can't expect me to. We email back and forth. You know, we set this up. now you're on the spot. I'm feeling that. All right. Well, uh, if I have to choose a tune, um, there's this record that I've been just very, very into. Me and Evan both, and our group of friends, uh, by Joshua Tillman or he is also now known as Father John Misty. I don't know if that's the project or him, but the album is Father it's John unclear. Misty. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, not stated in the credits. Um, the name of the album is Fear Fun, and the track on it is the last the last song on the album. And I think it's called Every Man Needs a Companion, and I just think it is such a well-written, well-sung, and well-produced song. The whole album, uh, I just was really inspired I do a lot of recording myself as well and producing and I just was very very inspired by it you know and it 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 doesn't happen that often there's a lot of music being made and it doesn't happen that often that I hear or buy a record that moves me like that one has and so I was just I'm extremely impressed I've I've actually known a little bit of Jay's um or Joshua whatever he goes by music in the past and and I liked it but I love this. I think his new album and the performances, you said you saw him. I just, I think he's very clever and really just a great artist. 
So I'm, he, he comes out of like you yeah, know, just a soft-spoken guy and just lays it out. He just lays, lays it, it all out, out, man. And it's in, yeah, it's inspiring. It's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it's very cool to see someone that's that free up on stage, just you know, completely contortionist. Yeah, so yeah. cut you off, but like I'm yeah. picking your music video. Like yeah. the moves that he can do live, it's super creepy. It actually. is, but it's cool. It's cool yeah, though. It's, cool. it's so cool. Creepy has been misused. Yeah, today. yeah. No, it's it's super cool and yeah. very different and very cool. yeah. Yeah. Where we're going with it. <laughs> we're going with it. Without further ado, everyone needs a companion by Father John. Every man needs a companion. Someone to console. Like I need you oh, oh, oh. All right, we set it up for the house pick. Back to me. Came across this group uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, Among Savages. They're out of uh, Nashville, and I think a couple of them live in uh, L.A. as well. And uh, they, they have a track that came out early last year called New York City. Um, it's uh, it's off an album called Wanderings of an Illustrative Mind. So as we talk about like just getting super deep on the title of, of tracks mm-hmm. and the title of obviously the album, um, it's it's 12 tracks and it's the genius of Peter Barbie and him just hiring musicians to play on the album. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was really catchy. So the track's called New York City, The Artist Among Savages. Here you have it. New York City, where all your girls are pretty. All your men are running from somewhere, making a name for themselves. Are you running from something, or did you come from nothing? Are you testing the Lord with the cards that you've been dealt? Where do you find peace in the middle of the city? Hard enough to find a friend when everyone's starting over again. I feel like a child in a world that seems shapeless. When I am most afraid is when I get sucked back in. Yeah, you came here with nothing and you leave it with the same. Sometimes the road that you are walking on is yours. 
you spent your life earning the keys to set you free when you were free all along. New York City, where all your girls are pretty. All your men are running from somewhere, making a name for themselves. Are you running from something, or did you come from nothing? Are you testing the Lord with the cards that you've been dealt? All right. Rounding out a nice little afternoon. You guys are onward to the Troubadour. Onward and upward uh, we We'll go. see you at South by Southwest. For all of our podcast listeners, uh, definitely tune in. Go to joshuajames.tv. Uh, make sure you check out all the videos. I know you guys will have some more videos coming so. our way. Let's hope so. I, yeah. think, I think without a doubt, you're going to have a lot more people interested to make the magic happen with you. Yeah. And uh, it's been an honor, guys. Hey, man. It's been fun being yeah, here. Yeah, it's been so fun. Love you guys want to plug anything else? I guess Facebook is uh, Joshua James Music, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that, I'm assuming. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Joshua Good. James Music. And Good. then I have a blog you can go to. Okay. It's on the I, website as well. Yeah. It's on, it's on the website. Well, it, there's also another site. It's just IamNotReal.com. There's there's vegan recipes and pictures of my goats and chickens. and It's a fun little homestead blog. I like that. So, I got that. Good enough. I don't Evan, have anything you don't have like your personal blog that says I am not real? Mine's IamReal.com. <laughs> is it weird that I have a blog that will ultimately launch under DogsAreHuman.com? Is that what you have? I think I have it's only are fitting. Dogs are human. I have a dog. It's yeah. it's the most human thing oh, yeah. out yeah. there. It's better it doesn't than a human. Get mad. It's better than a it doesn't human. get mad at you. Yeah. Just yeah. loves you yeah. unconditionally. So yeah. maybe it's not so silly to write songs about dogs after all. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Joshua James, thanks for coming out. Evan, you're a good man. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Thank you.